We are very excited about today's show. And before we begin, we got Jesse Ledoux with our product feature of the week. Jesse, tell us what you got for us. Hey, Stephen. Just as our mission states, Pageant Planet's top priority is to connect and expand the industry of pageantry. So we've launched a unique feature to help you connect with those in the industry that can get you closer to the crown. So like, for example, if you have a coach you want to connect with, like, but you don't really know how to get a hold of them or you tried Facebook, but you're getting stuck in that icky other folder that they don't ever check. Maybe there's a dream gown you saw on our Instagram, but the retailers on the other side of the country, simply log in to your account dashboard and click messages to get started. And you can contact anyone on our directory or anyone that's a verified business. Cool. So if you're going to compare this to anything, like kind of what would you compare it to? And this is a new feature that you said we just rolled out, right? It's brand new feature, which is really exciting. I'd compare it probably to Facebook Messenger. It's really simple, quick and easy. But like I said, like with Facebook Messenger or Instagram Messenger, both of those sites have these files that if you don't, or folders that if you don't follow that person or they don't follow you, it goes there and they might never see it. This is a direct line of communication to them. It won't get filtered. We won't hold on to it for you. It goes right to them and they can respond. So you can get the coach of your dreams, get the gown you've always wanted, or just learn more about that person if you're thinking about using them as a vendor. Cool. And this, like, is this a paid feature? Is it like, can you just go directly on the site to discover it, like how it works, et cetera? So it's a free feature if you have a profile on our website. And like I said, you have to be logged in to access it. You'll be able to access it through the messages um, the messages link, um, Steven, I think you'll put that in the show notes for all of our listeners too. Once, so that way, once they're logged in, if they're having difficulty finding it, they'll be able to get it that way, but you have to be logged in. That is a huge note of like pain that we've noticed. So you gotta be logged in. Um, and you can browse profiles. You can click on the message button to send someone a message directly. If you're on your back and your dashboard, which is a lot of fun to peruse through. Um, and then verified businesses on our site will also have the opportunity to reach out to you. So for the contestants, make sure you're checking your inbox. Yeah. And the thing that I really like, and one of the reasons we did it is there is not like Google pages or even a standardized way to do searches on Facebook or on Google for a local pageant coach because most businesses and most pageant coaches don't have a physical location and you do need a physical location to be on like Google Maps, right? Um, so with with our platform and our system, you can just go to the category and say, okay, I'm looking for a pageant coach. Um, and then you can use the filtering options to say, I'm looking for a pageant coach who specializes in glitz pageantries or male pageantry and who also lives in South Africa. And then so it'll go ahead and filter out and then pull up everyone that matches those filtering. And then directly from there, you could click that messaging system. And of course, like you'll see the message button, but as Jesse stated, when you click it, it'll say, okay, log in and message them. Um, and that's just so, again, like just like Facebook Messenger, you can communicate back and forth um, through that portal without having to then take their name and go and try to Google it and then find like a few offsets, uh, email addresses and all that. You can just message them right through our portal. So Jesse, is there anything else that you would like to add uh, before we put this under wrap? No, I think just for all of our clients who are listening, take advantage. This is a point to point communication system that's never been done. So use it to expand your horizons. We want you to be able to explore new things and learn every day you're on our site. And we think this is the perfect way to do so. Awesome. Thanks, Jesse. 
Welcome to Pageant Planet's podcast, where we share stories and strategies to help expand and connect the global pageant community. Visit pageantplanet.com to find pageants, hire coaches, shop for dresses, and more. Now, here's your host, Stephen Roddy. Welcome everyone to another episode today, Jesse and myself. We are going to be talking about does your social media following help you win the crown? So Jesse, set the stage for us. Stephen, there are a lot of perks to having a large social following. Some people have even learned to master influencer life and like make a living on posting, which is crazy. Uh, we recently received a question from a listener who was curious about how to compete with a known, I'm using quotes over here, known contestant, either someone with a notable following or one who has like a substantial amount of success in the pageant industry, like they've won a ton of titles um, in their time. And I once heard a story about no less than five contestants dropping out of a state pageant once they heard a specific person was competing. And I am just, I'm just not okay with that. And to me, that is a mindset and confidence issue. Yeah, completely. Because, and this is a main reason why girls look at other contestants' headshots, um, and girls and guys really look at other contestants' headshots whom they're competing against. And really, it's a massive no no. If you think about it, like if you, like as soon as all the contestant headshots are posted, if you're going on there, basically what you're doing is you're not looking for your headshot, right? I mean, you already know what your headshot looks like. You're looking to see who the competition is. And if you look at certain headshots, be it guy or girl, and you look at the headshot and say, okay, that person is not competition, right? So, like, I can Mm -hmm. beat them. One, um, that is a major, like, warning sign. And the reason is because the moment you compare yourself in the positive, like, okay, I can beat this person, then by default, you have to and you will compare yourself in the negative so if there is a a picture on there of a girl that either she has past success or a guy who you feel like is more attractive than you etc you're going to compare yourself in the negative which just destroys your mindset all the way around because you know how you do some things is how you do everything so again don't don't even look at the headshots and definitely don't compare either the comparison is for you or against you don't do it And I'm going to follow up, and I might be giving away my opinion too soon, but imagine Olivia Culpo, former Miss Universe, who won her first three pageants ever, Miss Island USA, Miss USA, Miss Universe, or Teresa Scanlon, the youngest Miss America in recent history, talk themselves out of competing just because they didn't have the same experience or track record as someone else. If that's how we approached pageants, no one would ever be entering pageants because there's always going to be someone that has a history or a larger social following than us. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, so everyone, right. I mean, everyone wants to stand out, right. And achieve something that no one else did. Right. Until they're like in that situation or in that crowd where they actually stick out. Or they are somewhat different or unique, and then it just takes that different level of of confidence, right, to just barrel through and then just say, no, I'm going to believe in myself, irregardless of what it looks like on the surface. Because, right, I mean, there is a romanticism of being like, oh, I'm the first, um, you know, an arbitrary thing. We'll just say I'm the first blonde-haired girl to win this particular pageant, right? I'm taking something very superficial. But, like, if you're the only blonde girl that ever competed in that pageant, you're naturally going to stick out. 
a little bit like a sore thumb, but you have yeah. to in order to do something what no one else has done before. But it's in that process of sticking out and appearing different that scares people, you know, from the most part. Again, it's romantic when you're watching it on the Hollywood or the Bollywood screen um, and it's surrounded by music and like all the festivities of Hollywood. But when you're living it, it's com- it feels like completely different. I hope that we're setting the tone for our listeners, Stephen, how silly it sounds to talk ourselves out of competing or being competitive on the surface. Right, completely. And then we read childhood books about like the little duck that like was being raised by giraffes and then the duck found out that he could swim and then the giraffes couldn't. I don't know what book you're talking about, but I don't know either. I just imagine that could. I'm thinking the tortoise and the hare. Maybe some more classic examples. (laughs) I don't know what duck you're talking about, but okay. I just made it up. I just made it up. Oh, you did? But the principles are the same. Yeah. Don't write it. (laughs) Don't write that book. (laughs) I'll, I'll stick to running pageant planet. You do so well. You do so yeah, well. Thank you. Thank you. Anyway, so we um, we did, of course, ask our social media followings if they had comments about this topic. And the question that was posed was, um, does having a large following help you win the crown? Um, so, Stephen, do you want to read our first submission? Sure. This is from Pageant Door National Miss. And she says, having a reputation in the pageant community can be a good thing and a bad thing. It can be a positive because you put in all this work, effort, and fundraising to create an outstanding reputation for yourself, and that will show. It can also be a negative as well, because judges can be picky on who they like based on what they've heard about you. They might have a problem with the platform that you've worked with, or the amount of time that you've put into fundraising, or any other thing that could be said about you. The only thing you can do is try your best to be someone worth talking about positively. That's nice. It's extremely nice. And it's very true. Like she was able to see both sides and we're going to cover the benefits, the negatives, and then we're going to, of course, summarize it all in a nice pretty package. So do you want to start with the benefits? You're ready to go? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead and break down some of the benefits of having like a large social media following. Yeah. So the first is, um, I think the most beneficial, the higher opportunity for sponsorship. Um, like you have long-term connections, you're building them in the industry as a result of your exposure. And we know pageantry is expensive mm-hmm. and trading exposure for higher odds for success can be leveraged when deciding when and where to spend your money. So if you have this exposure and you go to your local dress shop and say, Hey, I have 15,000 followers. Would you be willing to sponsor my dress in exchange for several social posts that tag you? So it just gives you a little more of a platform to be able to go to someone and offer something in return to a sponsorship. Yeah, I mean, because I know when we go to different places, uh, people will dress Renata, for example, because Mm -hmm. we post her on Pageant Planet and we tag the designer. So like when we're at Miss America, Jonathan Kane, I I shot him a text like, hey, would you mind providing um, a dress for Renata? And he graciously did that and he got a lot of great pictures and um, we posted it and she looked amazing too. And, you know, with this sponsorship ability, uh, for those of you who don't know, Renata is my wife. Um, but this other with the sponsorship capability, Kylie Jenner, um, I think she, she has the largest following on Instagram. Uh, but this has been three or four years ago. She was paid, got paid $250,000 per post at that time. And that was considered a deal. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so that's um, <laughs> some of the more benefits in the extreme. Um, and then you have like the Olivia Copos of the world, um, as you mentioned earlier, and she got to deal with Express and all that because of her social media following and imagery. Yep. And I think the second option here, the second benefit is you get better appearance options too. So not only is it going to help you get sponsorship, if you have a large following, that can basically be your calling card. Plus that event knows they will get max exposure if you attend. So it's very similar. It's just more of a location than a sponsorship. And if you're a longtime contestant, so maybe you don't have the social following, but you've been in the industry for so many years, which is what we know is one of the other like leading reputation builders in the industry, you might have built up long-term relationships that you can fall back on for repeat appearances. So you know... If you've done this appearance for the last three years, if you call them back, they're going to have you back. And it's another opportunity for you to show your title to get um, visibility for it and be able to post that you're out and about. Mm, love that. All right. Well, what's the next one? Uh, it's a notable skill to share with the judges. And, and I'll say, I don't think there's a pageant out there that doesn't want to be better known or like being in a position to attract new contestants. So being able to have a like, a strategy about how you build and sustain your own following that you just tap into is a major plus on the score sheet. Like if you're saying, I built this following, here's how I did it, here's how I can do this for this pageant. And I want to say, if you have built your following, make sure to give specific examples of how you were able to get there that can be replicated for the system. Don't just say, I have I have 15,000 followers on Instagram. It's going to be beneficial for you. Well, that's great, but how do we apply this to the pageant so it's not just all about you? So make sure you're always thinking about how you can benefit the system. And make sure you don't buy your followers. That is not a good look. People know eventually the bots are going to get exposed and your following is going to drop dramatically. So do not buy followers or likes. Yeah, I don't do yes, that. Sir. Because it, based on, so when social media first started, um, you could do that and get away with it. So like Twitter, for example. Um, and then websites started to come out to say like, how many fake followers does any user have? And you could just type in their username and they would tell you like, oh, wow, 80% of their following is fake. Um, I didn't and then know that. Like, can I still yeah, do that? Yeah, you can still do it. Um, you can see yeah. like how many of their followers are fake. Um, and then same way with uh, Instagram um, and Facebook is part of the algorithm is determined on your actual engagement. So if you have, um, it, it kind of fluctuates, but if you have less than a 1% engagement rate um, across the board on your images, that's it's really bad and it, it points that they have somebody has a fake following. So typically though, like the shorter, the, um, the smaller you're following, the higher your engagement rate. So, um, you know, if somebody has a hundred followers, they might have an engagement rate of like 40, 50%. But somebody like us, it's like between one and, and 3% is, is pretty, um, normal. And sometimes it's higher depending on the post and the image and all that kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, so fun fact about me is like before Pageant Planet, I had a marketing company. And when social media was first on the rise with like Twitter, because it was like first Twitter and then uh, Facebook. Um, but with Twitter, what I used to do is I used to market for these like actors and these models that wanted to get engagement or wanted to get um, hired and certain B-list celebrities. And so my job was basically... Uh, why I position myself is I will help you get more jobs. And so what I would do is I would help them increase their social media following and then teach them how to pitch themselves and the benefit of social media 
falling in order to get the job. Right. So like you have a model coming in. She's like, hey, I've got 100,000 followers on Twitter. If you hire me, you'll not only get like a great actress for your for your um, movie, but you will also have immediate access to my 100,000 followers. Because at that time when I started doing it um, about 10 years ago, it was still kind of taboo. Nobody had really caught on. And so you could see like these girls and these guys were getting hired for more gigs and it was, a, it was a cool thing. And then I didn't like, you know, <laughs> anyway, so got out of the marketing world and into pageantry. But anyways, so, um, with that, we say that pageantry is a glorified job interview for a spokesmodel position. And, you know, just all things being equal, it is like, you know, if it's, between two contestants, right, and you're neck and neck, and you're the judge, and you have to find a deciding factor, right? It's between Rebecca and Jill, or Steve and Eric, and you have to say everything else is equal. Then you can default back to the social media following, and be like, well, okay, Rebecca or Eric, they've got bigger social media followings than the other two contestants. So let's just default the crown to them, you know? So yeah. um, I've actually been a head judge in a few pageants where it was like legit a tie between the winner and the first runner up and you have to decide based on like whatever you feel like because score wise is tied and that's why you have a head judge so they can decide so you have to you get really granular um and what you're looking at especially if the the two competitors are just neck to neck yeah cool i think that's Um, a great explanation of why that's important okay so that was the three benefits now is there a fourth there is a fourth, and I hate to say it's a benefit, but it exists. So I'll say it, and then we'll talk about it. Yep. So the last benefit is intimidation. And when people are dropping out of a pageant just because you're entering, it says something about your level of clout. And it's not a good thing, but it, it does say something. And we personally like don't root for contestants to get thrown off mentally, and neither should you. Like You shouldn't be happy if people are dropping out because you're entering. But it definitely is a factor that can't be ignored. It just it says something that you are able to affect the mindset of those around you. And again, I don't know if it's a benefit, but it's a thing. Well, it, right. It, it is the benefit for... I, I would agree that it's a benefit for the girl or the guy who is competing with the large following. It's not a benefit for everyone else because they have to overcome that psychological hurdle um, and the whispers in the, cor- the corners of, oh, you know, Susie Smith. I mean, she's got you know, 300,000 followers. So, you know, she like the judges are because then the people create stories of why the judges want Susie Smith to win and not you. Right. Um, and a lot of times those stories are created to make the individual who's telling those stories more comfortable about their lot in life. So in essence, what they're doing is attempting to create excuses now so that if it plays out like they're predicting that, okay, I'll I'll be safe because after all, I did know that the judges wanted her because she had such a large social media following and it wasn't because of my anything else, right? So I do see that it it could be a benefit um, for the girl with the large social following. Well, and I'll even say it's outside of social following because I've told this story a handful of times on our podcast over the past few years. And when I was competing for Miss International, I saw one of my competitors was a former Miss United States. And I had a meltdown. I was like, how can I compete with this? 
And I like, I finally just like tuned everything out and stuck to my own path. And had I given up when I saw that, like that's, it's not just social following. It's your pageant resume that also can turn people off. So again, if I would have written myself off right then, I never would have won Miss International. So it's just a lesson to be told that intimidation is a thing and it can be like a really big confidence booster. If that's you, that's putting out that vibe, but it's also something that has to be totally brushed off if you are succumbing to it. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. And for, okay. for the for the contestants listening to this, if you're ever in a situation where you are intimidated by someone else you're competing with, it's such a great like, training field for you to be in. Because think about it. There's going to be opportunities in your life, irregardless of your position in life, where you're going to feel intimidated by someone else in the room. It's just normal. You know, you put somebody else up on a pedestal um, and you feel like they're better than you in a certain area. And so, yeah, those things can be uncomfortable. However, if you can use pageantry as a training ground for life, which it really is, and you can learn how to navigate through that and overcome your own feelings of insecurity, which is where intimidation springs from, then you will be a much better human and much better situated to be successful in your life you know so pageantry it's amazing um one of the reasons why i was first drawn to it was because of this personal development factor that you just really couldn't get in the real world without paying um and spending a weekend over in like you know california etc so even that has correlations too (laughs) um you know, real life and how you learn how to be better at business. So I love all the things that pageantry develops. And this is just one of those uh, additional skill sets. Yep. Okay. Let's talk about the negatives. All right. So what's the negatives of having a large social following? Well, the first is you have higher expectations that people have higher expectations of you. Like if you have a huge following on social, the likelihood that you take a great picture or are sometimes just a professional face tuner. No shade if you're a face tuner. That's like how you edit your face in pictures. Um, anyone you meet is going to expect you to be photo ready at all times and look like you do and like just like your posts. So just like we say for your headshot to look like you to avoid this letdown, so should your social presence. So if you know when you walk into the room, people can't even recognize you based on your Instagram photos it's time to step away from the face tuner and be more realistic because it's not going to help you in the pageant world to look totally different or a total departure. And this way you said intimidation is a thing. If you walk in with nothing like professional photos, every contestant's going to breathe a sigh of relief and you are no longer a threat. So don't allow that leverage to happen either. It's got to be realistic, be true to yourself, totally airbrush a couple things here and there, but we want to make sure that you still resemble you. Right. And the higher expectations is because of the judges too. So if the judges, depending on when your pageant director gives the judges the actual contestant, uh, contestant list, the judges can research you on social media and they can see that you have a higher following. And then all of a sudden you're a celebrity in their eye. So they have higher expectations. So the, the person with the higher social media following, you know, might have to work arbitrary number, but twice as hard to get the same eight as you would sure who's flying under the radar so um there's that aspect too well and i'll dive into number two that's a perfect segue like reputation precedes you so just as having higher expectation or being notable can benefit you 
it also like it's a small industry and sometimes judges have either had experience in other systems with you or certainly know other people who might have had experience in other systems as you we all know there are three sides to every story and while you might have thought or attempted to be respectful at all times at your last pageant perhaps it was interpreted otherwise and that message has now spread and that judge has heard about you quote unquote heard about you and when you continue success and you like are winning a bunch of pageants in a row, you will always have haters who unfortunately may choose to root against you and not just root, but share negativity. Like they do not want you to win so bad because you have beat someone they love and they will stop at nothing to make sure that people think less. And it's terrible, but it's true. Yeah. And that's something too, where it, because you are a celebrity with a large social media following, if you're a celebrity and there's like gossip about you, that stuff it goes viral so much more it quick, does. so or so much more quick, so uh, quickly, quicker. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it goes viral quicker because you are a celebrity. Um, yeah, and I, I could give examples on that, but yeah, so it's basically you just what is it the the whole saying of um, it takes a lifetime of consistent behavior to build your reputation. And then like one action to destroy yes. it. Yes. Yep. Um, so, and this is kind of a case in point. So with, as the uncle or Spider-Man said, with great power comes great responsibility. Yes. <laughs> All right. So what's, what's our third negative? The third and the final negative is alienation. And sometimes people don't always want to hang out with the celebrity or the notable person because it can be intimidating. We already talked about that being a factor. And you might want the same experience that every other contestant gets to bond and make relationships with your fellow competitors. However, because you have notoriety, it might hold you back from like disarming people and encouraging them to open up to you in a way that makes them feel as though you can trust them as well. I mean, maybe they do want to friend you because they want to be in all of your pictures because you have a gigantic social following, but they really, do they really like you? Do they really want to be your friend? And that can be a really alienating feeling when you're seeing bonds occur all around you. And a lot of people do enter pageants because of the camaraderie. I think the stereotype is shifting to like no longer mean catty pageant girls. It's okay. This is sisterhood. Like this is a thing. And that can really stink if you're left out in the cold as a result of just because you're well known. Yeah. And you know, alienation can take place as, as you just alluded to, but to echo it, one, if people are not talking to you because you're a celebrity or B, if people are talking to you or wanting to hang out with you, for superficial reasons like oh i want to get in her images so that she can tag me so i can increase my following so either way it's alienating and it can be a very true negative uh, for having a large following or being a celebrity in this niche so steven why don't you read this other instagram um, submission that i thought was pretty interesting okay so this is from miss amazing journey and she says, I'm not well known, but I've been in pageants a while. I've seen many pageants where well-known contestants were passed over for others. In fact, it's been rare to have seen a well-known competitor come away with a crown. I think other qualifications are more prized by judges. And that's, a, that's an interesting point. And it could also allude to the higher expectations, which is a negative too. Yes. Because yep. like you're coming as a celebrity, I expect you to be X. If you're not X, then you know you're going to get docked a point versus the other girl. 
or a guy who's coming in with zero expectations, you can just judge them for their performance right there on the spot. Right. Yeah. So let's let's summarize this, and then I have a real life story that I want to talk through. And Stephen, I think you and I have actually talked about this offline as well. Um, so I think every year and every system, newbies or novices come into the pageant and make noise, and they often win. And it's very easy to assume someone has an invisible advantage or disadvantage. And I think that's all that needs to be said from the verdict. We've summarized it pretty clearly. We've heard what other people have to say through Instagram, and I think that's the moral of the story. Yeah, I agree. Completely agree. So the most immediate real life example I can think of and I want to talk through for our listeners is um, Miss Georgia USA this past year. And I'm, I'm not even going to attempt to say her last name. Stephen, do you know how to say her last name? I Well, I, no, I don't. Okay. i just leave it there. So anyway, her name is Katarina, her first name. And I first of all, I want everyone to know that we're not picking on Katarina. We're using it as a learning moment because she is absolutely stunning. She kills it every day. She's one of those that definitely like gets paid. She has like 655,000 followers. So she is like doing it right. So girlfriend has nothing to worry about here, but she's possibly stunning. And at first glance, like she is, in my opinion, a Miss USA or any pageant dream contestant. Like imagine the impact and reach as a national title holder and what a fantastic recruitment resource she could be. And I heard so many people in the industry assume that she wouldn't make, she would make it for that reason alone. Like, okay, yeah, of course. And why wouldn't she make it? That's a perfect example. And however, the converse feedback was that her and her, her lack of experience may have held her back on stage and confidence level. Like she puts herself out there exclusively on Instagram. Like I shouldn't say exclusively, mostly on Instagram, which is not a a person to person connection a lot of the time. So I can't speak to what is true and what is not as far as the reason she didn't make the finals. Um, Perhaps she did feel completely confident from start to finish, but you cannot predict the outcome of a pageant based on outside influence. So essentially she's gorgeous. She has this following and like in theory, she was the perfect contestant but the feedback was she just didn't connect on stage with the audience. So people were assuming she'd make it because of her following, but yet she didn't. So to to speak on what we heard the Instagram from Mrs. Amazing Journey is judges in the pageant world still are holding on to the values that a title holder should possess in history is what historical reasons tell us. Do you agree? Yeah, completely. Because they're not going to crown someone just because they do have a large following or just because they have won a title um, in another system. Yeah, they're just not going to do that. And um, this is kind of a it's a case in point. I mean, my (laughs) Renata, my wife, when she saw Miss Georgia USA this year, she said, she is, I think, the prettiest girl I've ever seen. Like she is. (laughs) And, and then that coupled with her social media following is like, Oh, yeah, she's gonna make it. Um, and then it didn't turn out to be the case. So I think that this like really proves your your verdict right there. And how many girls in I don't know, you know, but how many girls dropped out against her at Miss Georgia USA mm-hmm. or was talking negatively about themselves thinking I couldn't beat her? Right. Uh, you know, so um, there's that. All right. So if you're going to summarize this whole thing, how would you do that? So in summary, and this is inspiration from our very own pageant queen and bachelorette, Hannah Brown, from two weeks ago, stay in your lane. If you are that concerned with everyone else and their advantages, odds are your mindset needs to be like factory reset like an iPhone. Focus on the unique benefits you bring to the table and put your all into what you perceive to be your quote unquote shortcomings. 
Yeah, and thank you for listening. This is, um, and as a special thank you for those of you who have been listening on YouTube, we've noticed that many of you are tuning in that way. We post all of our podcasts on YouTube. Please leave a comment or like the video. It helps with sharing and the algorithms and all that. And if you're listening to us on iTunes or Stitcher or iCloud or any of the other places where we're posted, feel free to give us a five-star review and a thumbs up because, again, that helps us get more discovered. It helps us understand engagement and which videos and uh, podcasts that you like, maybe some of the ones that you don't care for. So um, it, either way, we really appreciate all the support and love that each one of you have shown us throughout the years. Thank you so much. Want to become a part of pageant history? Create a free contestant or business profile on pageantplanet.com to unlock hidden features and connect with other experts throughout the world.